On this episode of Bluey's Brisbane, we're going to where the healers live. Whether you call Bris Vegas home or are planning a trip to the River City, this is the podcast that will help you plan the ultimate Bluey day out. <laughs> the best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. Well, look, welcome to the very first episode of Bluey's Brisbane, the podcast that's all about Brisbane with a little bit of Bluey thrown in just for good measure. Um, my name's Justin. Welcome to the show. I'm joined here at the card table by the one and only Lou Bromley. Gay Lou. Hello, Justin. How are you? I'm very well. Well, look, we've set the card table up here on the top of Red Hill. We're in Red Hill today where we reckon the healers live. Why do we think the healers live in Red Hill? There's a couple of things for me that give it away, but why do you think the healers live in Red Hill? I think there's one huge clue about being able to pinpoint their house. Mm. And it's got to be St. Bridget's Church that's up here. We're sitting right outside the church. It's, it's pretty imposing, the building, isn't it, Lou? It's just gorgeous. It's got the red brick. Um, according to their self-guided tour you can do here, we're looking at 30-metre-high ceilings. I mean, it's a really a great nod, isn't it, to something that you would expect in an English countryside, that kind of Gothic-style sort of church. Granted, it's a Catholic church, but it's got all those overtones of old Britannia, don't you think? Definitely, definitely. And look, the, the church, um, you can see sort of from Bluey's house, they've got that wide shot. Um, you can see St. Bridget's kind of sitting up there on top of the hill. On the other side of the house, you can see the top of the Mount Cutha transmission towers. So for me, the other thing that gives it away is the really steep streets and the, the hills. Um, you know, it could be Paddington, it could be Kelvin Grove, but for me just seeing the tops of the, the towers and then St Bridget's Church kind of gives it away as Red Hill. So we're up here on top of Red Hill today and uh, it's I've never been up here where the church is. Um, you live in Brisbane for so long um, and you never experience stuff. Like there's amazing views. I can see the top of the Story Bridge just poking over the, the, the city buildings. Why do we love Bluey, Lou? Why do we love Brisbane? Sort of what, what's your background with Brisbane and, and, and Bluey? I think why we love Bluey's Brisbane, as Ludo Studios have done it, is that it's celebrating the best bits of Brisbane. So for me, the third clue about why we set the card table up here and about why we love Brisbane, it's twofold. It's the architecture. I mean, Red Hill is just Queenslander architecture central. So you've got the verandas, the pitch roofs, those palm trees that flank either side of the staircase sweeping up to the front door. And of course, yes, the steep streets and all that sort of thing too. But it's, this has been celebrated for decades um, here in Brisbane in art um, in, and photography as well. And then to see it as a kid's cartoon, it's like, yeah, you nailed it. So for me, that's a big thing here about when they talk about, well, the royal they, anyone talks about what does Brisbane, what does Queensland look like? It's like, yeah, Red Hill's my kind of um, view of Brisbane. For anyone who's not from Brisbane, the iconic sort of Queenslander house, you're not going to find everywhere in Brisbane. It's got to be in certain suburbs that were developed in sort of the late 1800s, sort of early 1900s. So these houses are getting on to sort of 100 mm. years old now, aren't they? Lou? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I loved Bluey's Brisbane, you know, how they'd recreated the city you know, I loved all the other stuff that gets talked about, you know, the, the positive parenting, you know, Bandit as a great role model for dads. You know, for me, that, that's, that's great, you know. Um, 
you know, the storylines, like a lot of it feels like my, my life. I've got a, you know, six-year-old and a four-year-old. It feels like a nicer version of my life, like without the tantrums. You know, the other day my daughter hurled her sultana brand across the room, you know, um, because there weren't enough sultanas <laughs> in the bowl. Um, so oh, it feels yeah. like a kind of a nicer version of my life. Like I, I identify with what's happening. But then to see Brisbane recreated in, in cartoon form. I, I love that, you know, having grown up in Brisbane, having seen the city grow up, um, they've really kind of made Brisbane cool again, haven't they? Absolutely. And Brisbane got cool, I'm going to say the first time, in the late 80s, early 90s, when Nick Earls and a lot of other writers at the time suddenly were writing very Brisbane stories. And I'm thinking, like, Nick Earls... Um, big breakthrough book was Zigzag Street, mm. set in Red Hill. Just so down for the road me, from here. Exactly. So for me to read that book and then years, and, well, I'm a woman of a certain age, years and years later, my own kids now getting an insight into their version of Brisbane. And like their minds were just blown when mums turned around one day and said, do you know Bluey actually lives here in Brisbane? And they just looked at me as if I was Bluey's best friend and had the inside scoop. They were just blown away they could go to places where Bluey goes. Mm. And I think that's the really lovely to see. It's almost like Brisbane 2.0 and two generations. So the zigzag street type generation who grew up with Custard, funnily enough, who was banging out the tunes with Dave McCormack at the same time Zigzag Street was dropping on our bookshelves. We had Regurgitator, Powderfinger, that kind of sound... Um, simultaneous with a literary scene and suddenly mm. Brisbane was cool and Bri- people wanted to know about Brisbane and I feel like we're going through that again but we're starting off not at 19 years old that kind of generation we're sort of getting in at five years old and that's nice yeah 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 well look I mean for me um, the other thing about where Bluey is kind of set that in the northwest of Brisbane is where I grew up so I grew up in the Gap which is just down the road from Red Hill. And we talked about the transmission towers. My house at the Gap was right underneath the Channel 10 transmission tower. So the, when I think of Brisbane and my experience of Brisbane, the, the transmission towers at Mount Coothra are like an iconic view of what I grew up with and experienced. But then, you know, when I, when I grew up and uh, finished uni and moved out of home, I moved into a little share house just on the corner um, of uh, Lizzie Street and Arthur Terrace in... It was Barden, but it was right on the corner of Barden and Red Hill and Paddington. And this, yeah. was, this was sort of the late 90s, early 2000s, before those suburbs had really been gentrified. I mean, Red Hill, all those inner city suburbs, Red Hill, Paddington, was really student accommodation. It wasn't what it's like now. You've got million-dollar renovated Queenslanders. It was really um, very working class and very student-orientated. So to see kind of the city grow up, um, and change and evolve over the years has been a big, big thing for me. And I think, too, for me, my version of Brisbane is as a teenager. For I was born and raised in, at the time, it was North Queensland, but Mackay now, we call it Central Queensland. Mm. But uh, I always was here seeing grandparents every summer holiday. So I was always seeing Brisbane in summer. It was always outdoors. We were going to parks and seeing things. And then to come and do high school and move here in my teens, that's my Brisbane and doing high school too where I did it. So when you're seeing episodes where they're at the park um, and having the community barbecue all together in the park, I can see my uh, former high school, Lewards Hill College, 
in those shots, I can see all the new buildings they've done long since I've left those school grounds because I'm a woman of a certain age. Well, we're all old, aren't we? We're all old. We got old. (laughs) The podcast showing off the best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. We don't pull any punches on this show. We go straight to the top. I wanted to know why Brisbane, you know, why was this show set in Brisbane, the kids' cartoon, and and why did the, the creators go to so much trouble to actually recreate Brisbane in the cartoon form? So we went straight to the top. We got Joe Brum on the phone and I asked him precisely that. Why was it important to put Brisbane on the screen and not just set it in some kind of generic Australian city or Australian setting? I mean, I aimed for, I guess, a generic Queensland, you know, and I sort of grew up, I was born out west and I grew up in North Queensland and then lived in Brisbane, so I kind of wanted to, to get that spread, but it definitely has ended up very Brisbane. Um, it's a good question. I think it's just, I think cartoons work well when they've got a real sense of place. Yeah. And look, it's, it's what's around us. So I, wanted, I wanted it to look beautiful. And I think so much of Brisbane and the tropics and Queensland is really just beautiful, you know, the, the, the sky and the colours and the houses, the architecture. And we've got a couple of really talented art directors, Katrina and Costa, who just love going around Brisbane, drawing all the details. So, look, that was just, I, I don't know, it's like we got to set it somewhere, let's set it in Brisbane. I want it to be super idiosyncratic so that, you know, you people would be lost but I just I wanted that feeling of suburbs yeah yeah has, has there been a has there been a favourite Brisbane location to recreate in the show yes the creek you know I grew up going down the creeks and we take our kids down to the creeks and they're I mean they're all over Australia I guess uh, but really capturing that with the sort of the big grey rocks and the moss and the, the crystal clear water yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was a lot of fun I think Joe really has nailed what he spoke about just then. You know, Brisbane is beautiful and they've tried to capture, you know, those best bits of Brisbane. The bluey purple, that jacaranda blue, Joe Brum of Ludo Studios, he's nailed that. That's also our Brisbane. If there's a shade or a colour that you wanted to say is Brisbane... It's that jacaranda blue. It's not quite blue. It's not quite purple. That is what it's about. All right. And we're coming into the right time of year because we are, you know, podcasts, this is timeless, but the here and now, we're coming into September and October in Brisbane. That's when the jacarandas come out and you really get that sense of, you know, you get up on the hills of Brisbane and just for miles around, you can just see that purple. And I think a good silver medal for another colour of Brisbane, and it's that tree that's in the backyard at Bluey's house, the poinciana, how Mm. that just is writing red it's christmas red when that trees are in bloom so i think there's some great colors that they capture on this cartoon that just remind me such of brisbane at certain points of the year Mm. so i think we have to get some hero shots of the poinsianas too no pressure you're listening to bluey's brisbane with justin and lou we're on a ridge which made it easy to carry the card table to set it up here because We can actually walk around the terraces up here, and I mean that deliberately. Literally, half the streets around Red Hill are called a terrace. Mm. So you can connect yourself around. I mean, some of the things that you can walk past include the cinemas. Um, The Red Hill Skate Arena is very much still an iconic um, location here. 
You've got the old Ithaca Town Council Chambers as well, and that's a bit of a hark back to suburbs that kind of don't exist anymore. I mean, don't tell that to those who live here in Ithaca, but a lot of suburbs or the old town councils got sucked into bigger suburbs later on. Mm. So we've still got some parts of old Brisbane, which are a lovely nod to history, um, alongside other things that are here as well. And I mean... For all the bandits and chilies out there thinking about, well, how can I get out here and have a look? Get down to the Normanby Hotel too. I mean, this is a hotel 130 years old, mm. but it is not still looking 130 years old. There's just so many aspects to this suburb which are um, a combination of the modern and the new, but mm. still remember its history and its roots, and that's really lovely. And I think that's one of the great things about getting around Red Hill. Brisbane doesn't have much convict stuff. No, not like Sydney. It's um, No, not like Hobart. There's not that um, 1800s era suburb after suburb sort of thing like in Melbourne. Mm. So where we have pockets of our pre-1900s history, we're kind of proud of it, rightly so. Mm. And while we've got the odd convict built building here, it's few and far between. So to get to somewhere like Red Hill and see wooden structures, not like when you say convict buildings, you're thinking stone, right? And they were carving their initials into it. That's yeah. not what we're talking well, you, about you, here. You can duck down to Spring Hill just down the road and see the, the old mill that's um, you know just near the big parklands there. That's convict built. And we've got the commissariate store um, on William Street. Mm. Um, there's very few things here in Brisbane or we have foundations of buildings that used to be there that were convict era. But I think that's one of the lovely things about Red Hill, the Paddington sort of precinct, is that you get an insight into what did Brisbane look like back then, mm. um, but with modern twists as well. There's so many great things to see in Red Hill. You know, get out and um, check it out. But for the, for the mums and the dads, they want to see those bluey locations. So we're going to find out a little bit more about the church, where we are now. But, um, you know, an actual bluey location is just down the road, uh, Woolcock Park. Now you'll 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 know this from episodes like bike. Um, there's the coloured shade sails. You've got the sort of the red um, slide built into a little hill. You've been out and about exploring the park. Um, you know what have you found in uh, Woolcock Park, Red Hill? Well, just like the episode bike, if you want to get your cycle on, I think there's some great options here. You've got up to six kilometres of bike path that can take you up all the way to Newmarket. And if you don't want to cycle, you can walk or run it too or get the scooters out and wheel along. And we're going to get some details up on our Facebook page about how you can ride or walk or go exploring around that. Um, And there's some great resources too by Brisbane City Council about uh, how do you maximise your bike riding opportunities around Brisbane and they cover this area. So we'll throw that up there. If you're into op shopping, if you're into vintage gear... Um, there's lots of options too around this area in terms of those Um, there's the Windsor Road thrift shop for a spot of that um, when you're at the other end of the Newmarket cycle trail too so Mm. bring a wallet and some shopping bags and um, for sports fans too um, if your kids are into footy um, or just into sports yeah, in general. Yeah, just a little club up the road. Yeah, just a tiny one. There's a little club just up the road, the Brisbane Broncos, which for you know non-Brisbane folk is the, you know the, the Brisbane um, Rugby League team that compete in the National Rugby League, um, and we also here overlooking uh, Suncorp Stadium, 
otherwise known as just Lang Park. Just a little stadium. Yeah, just a little stadium. Seats about <laughs> 55,000 people. Um, home to, uh, you know, the famous King Wally Lewis statue out the front and um, plays host to rugby league, rugby union soccer matches across the year in Brisbane. We've got a great view of it up here on the top of Red Hill. We're actually looking straight over the top of it. It's fantastic. From here, sitting, setting up the card table with a couple of deck chairs... With live concerts that come to Suncorp Stadium, this is the spot to oh, be yeah. if you don't want to fork out for the ticks, I have to say. This could Pro be the tip. spot. Could Just be the pull spot. up at the church. <laughs> well, look, speaking of the church, um, we managed to uh, get a hold of Brother Tim Scott, uh, who's an expert on the church here in Red Hill. In fact, the church is just over 100 years old, and he has written uh, the history of the, the church and the building for their centenary. So just a few moments ago, I managed to catch up with Tim uh, inside St Bridget's Church to find out a little bit more about this iconic landmark of Brisbane. Just paint the picture for us because we're standing up the, the front of the church here uh, quite close to the altar, I guess, where the parishioners would come up to have their communion, right? So behind, uh, as you say, the sanctuary, the altar, then the communion rails and then down right through to the back of the church, uh, the pews going to the main entrance, the front entrance and... Uh, on either side of the uh, communion rails in the two side walls the confessionals and uh, in the old days the pulpit uh, front right hand side of the church looking at the altar where the priest could give his sermons and be heard because no microphones in those days and the sound within the church is very very clear and the scale of the building is just amazing is it like I'm standing here looking up when you open the doors and you walk in, it's an impressive sight, isn't it? Oh, yes. On the outside, a magnificent uh, symbol of the church in Brisbane, but on the inside, the splendour is really revealed. So when the church decided to use this site, um, what did Red Hill and sort of Spring Hill look like as suburbs? You know, was it, uh, was it a working-class area or was it a little bit more affluent? Well, Archbishop Quinn bought this land in 1881 and he built a simple church on the land. And uh, Spring Hill was a farmer's area with paddocks, a lot of Irish. My grandparents came from Ireland. My grandfather had a Clydesdale moving business, if you like, so paddocks. So a lot of poor, uh, low-class, middle-class people in this area. It was obviously the church for the area in so much of this section of Brisbane, yes. You mentioned, you know, there was a lot of Irish you know, immigrants in the area at the time. Uh, church is named after St Bridget of Ireland. Was that one of the reasons why she was chosen to be the patron saint of the church? The three patrons of Ireland are St Patrick, St Bridget and St Columban. St Bridget, born 450 AD approximately. And so they were the three saints of Ireland. So when the Irish came to Australia cathedrals were named after like St Patrick's Cathedral here St Patrick's in the Valley St Bridget's here um, and uh, St Columban's Church there are named after those Irish saints. So why was the the red brick chosen as the you know as a building material rather than the sandstone which was you know the common uh, the common thing? Probably because of availability because it's interesting like this red, red brick church opened in 1914 and that was the year the foundation stone was laid for the Rosalie Church, which is smaller, I think, and it is also red brick. When I say it was the first of its type here, 
uh, for churches because they were before that sandstone. But to build a sandstone church of this size would have been a massive expense, I should imagine. Well, that's fascinating. Thank you so much for your time, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for uh, uh, allowing me to share some magnificent history of uh, a magnificent church. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. And that was Brother Tim Scott talking about some of the historical aspects of the church, St. Bridget's here at Red Hill. It's also worthwhile saying we've been talking about Red Hill being very much a late 1800s kind of suburb, but while the church officially is, you know, 1910s old, it was opened in 1913 officially, there was actually an older church here originally. So we've got still the old stones. We've still got to hark back to the 1800s. So Mm. definitely worth checking this out if you want to get your little uh, hit of history while you want to check out a little bit of Brisbane while you're here. And just across the road too is the is the old St Bridget's Convent um, where the nuns would live. Um, but um, it's now a private residence. You can actually see it from the church here. It's just across Musgrave Road. Um, but yeah, look, just such a such a great location to come and explore. And as I said, I've, I've lived here in Brisbane for, you know, 30 plus years and I've never been up onto the hill here where the church is. I've never been inside the church um, you know, come along, do one of those self-guided tours if you're interested in history and if you're interested in architecture, it's really like a must-do while you're in Brisbane for sure. Absolutely, I agree. I'm getting a little bit too comfy here in my deck chair by the card table. What are we going to do next? We can't just stay here, hold up at the church. All right, well, I reckon we. Um, th- there's plenty of great coffee shops uh, head west towards Ashgrove and there's plenty of, of great coffee shops. Um, if you've got... If you've got kids, actually a great thing to do is, you mentioned the Normanby Hotel, drop in for a bite to eat or a pint. Or a brew, yeah. Um, but actually, if you, if, if you duck over into the adjoining suburb of Kelvin Grove uh, to the Victoria Park Golf Complex, now this is actually going to be um, changed into a sort of a New York-style central park. They're going to get rid of the golf course, but they're going to keep the mini golf course, which is there, that's a great thing to do for families. I know my kids love mini golf and love the Victoria Park mini golf course. So I reckon we should go and have a hit at Victoria Park mini golf. All right. You're on. This is Blowing Brisbane for real life. On the next episode, we'll actually be heading down the road to the next suburb to Ashgrove where we might be able to pick up some, uh, pick up some Chinese. And have a hit of a different kind. Get our squash on. Get our squash on. So that's coming up in the next episode at Ashgrove. And then coming up, we can see this structure from where we're sitting, just the very top of it. You're going to climb to the very top of this structure in the next few episodes. I will do. Guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, Bluey's Brisbane. It's been an absolute privilege to be joined at the card table here by Lou Bromley. Oh, ditto right back at you. And uh, let's go get that mini golf on. Game on. You've been listening to Bluey's Brisbane. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for at Bluey's Brisbane.